Welcome back to Backpoints. For episode number 16 today, I get to speak with Bruce Fowler, another one of the state champions from Great Bridge's legendary 1990s teams. Bruce was state champ in 1997, and he talks to us about why he thinks Coach Steve Martin is a great man, one of the books that most influenced him, how Great Bridge built such a dominant program, and he also talks to us about one match that hit him hard and how he ultimately bounced back from it. As always, please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you're listening to this episode. Now let's get rolling. He taught me to get up when I didn't want to get up, when I wanted to quit. I had high goals, man. I've always had high goals. And so when I won it, I was just kind of like, oh my gosh, you guys are right. It's not the thrill of winning. It's the joy of having that personal goal and being able to achieve that and walk off the mat with your head held high and with your hand up. That just fueled my fire and I was in every state championship match from there on until I graduated. That was when I really started doing the kind of wrestling that I was capable of. Anybody that steps in the ring and just decides to commit the entire time is a state champion in my in my book. Welcome back to another episode of Back Points. I'm here with Bruce Fowler, the 1997 state champion from the legendary Great Bridge High School at 119 pounds. We heard from his teammate Stacy Woodhouse in episode number two of Back Points. And now we're going to hear from Bruce about what it was really like in the Great Bridge wrestling room. Bruce, thank you for joining us. Thank you, man. Appreciate being here. So, uh, Stacy said that the practices at Great Bridge were so hard that there isn't enough money in the world to pay him to go back in time to wrestle at Great Bridge over again. Do you relate to that or would you get back there in a second and re and repeat the experience? Uh, mm, yeah, I probably would do it again because I'm just that naive of a person. But uh, it was definitely tough. I would have definitely done a couple di things different. And that would have helped me. Uh, but uh, I wouldn't take it back. I mean, it was hard. I mean, don't get me wrong. But uh, it was a part of my life that I really, really was at the peak. Well, you guys really accomplished a lot in those years. Uh, but what are? it's intriguing that you said there's some things you might do differently. So what's something that you might have done differently knowing what you know now? Dieting. Dieting would have been a huge part of my life. I mean, I did a lot of things wrong that hurt me when I got to college. And uh, because of all these new weight rules and all that, I mean, I would have loved to learn to diet. I think that's where nutrition and all that became a big part of my life. So did you cut a lot of weight in high school? Uh, we could say that. <laughs> we could say that yeah if you talk to anybody else yeah they would probably tell me tell you that i shredded some pounds big time help me mentally though. did you cut weight all four years in high school or was did you cut uh, weight more yes, one sir. year I mean, in middle school i was a 122 pounder mm. popped up to about 133 then freshman year of course i was 112 and then i popped up to about one. 35 and wrestled 119 my sophomore year. And then my junior year was my big cut year. I weighed about 148, cut down to 119, 150, cut down to 119. 
Mm. And then senior year, I, I'd learned to control my weight and I mm. wrestled 130. Yeah. So at the beginning of the year, I was cutting, I was cutting some pounds. I was, yeah, I guess so. I was the big cutter, especially my junior year. So in retrospect, you would have, you might've still lost the weight, but you would have done it in a more intelligent way. You're saying you would have, you would have. Oh you know, yeah. 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 I definitely would have done it in a different way. Mm -hmm. I, I, if I can praise anything on kids and what I teach my kids now, I teach them about nutrition it, you can eat six times a day and still lose 20 pounds, hmm. you know, 20, 25 pounds and you can do it and shred yourself up. Hmm. Then you don't lose those tissues and your muscles and all that. So, so tell me about your, uh, your experience at great bridge. You know, did you, did you go through the great bridge feeder program in middle school as well? Well, there wasn't really an elementary program, but I moved uh, to Great Bridge in fourth grade. Mm -hmm. uh, and I moved from Portsmouth. So I went through a big culture change. <laughs> but uh, by sixth grade, I started, I was uh, in fifth grade, I went up for one practice to a club practice, didn't go back, went back to playing soccer. Uh, and then sixth grade, I decided to do it again and uh old man pulled me aside and uh that's Billy Martin senior. Mm -hmm. Um and he really made me fall in love with wrestling. I learned, you know, a lot of stuff from him. Uh and then I wrestled seventh grade, eighth grade with Stacy. Me and Stacy both arrived in the wrestle room in sixth grade or seventh grade. Mm -hmm. And then uh we all wrestled together. I mean, he, me, him, Putman, uh, Charlie Holtum. I mean, you name them. Uh, I mean, some people rem uh, don't remember Gary Harper, but he was Michael Harper, his brother. Uh, we had a lot of people in that middle school room. I mean, our eighth grade year, I think we had 13 out of 14 weight class finalists for middle school. Uh, I mean, we had a big duel like that filled up standing room only our middle school versus Grundy. Wow. Yeah. And it was a battle. I think we, we lost by like one point or something like that. That was when Scott Justice, Luke Owens, all his boys were wrestling. So Billy Martin Sr. gave you some special attention early on and kind of introduced you to really loving the sport oh yes sir yes sir most definitely him and uh smith uh, uh doug smith were were big people that started me out um and i mean he sat with me at club and i never even really worked on my feet all i did was rolls and uh shrugs and grambies and everything like that and then I started getting work on my feet with uh, with uh, Smith. Billy Martin Sr. was a really big part of me wrestling. So uh, talking to, to Stacy Woodhouse, he was telling me how it was it was a real full immersion in the Great Bridge coaching experience. You know, he he learned everything from the people in the room in Great Bridge. Um, is that the same for you or did you also go to camps and, and did you go away to, to learn things that you then brought back to the great bridge room? Basically we were at Granby school of wrestling was mm -hmm. it. That was our summer. I mean, that was your, that was your learning session. 
that was where you perfected your art. When you got in the room, you were just training. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were drilling every setup, every takedown, uh, every top work, every bottom work. It was very militant, you know, uh, and I'm very thankful for it. I mean, mm-hmm. it helped me be a master at technician. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can hit anything still today that I used to hit. Uh, when I'd learned special moves, uh, man, I wish I had YouTube. I would have probably <laughs> it have been crazy, but, uh, I watched people learn from people. I went to Fargo a lot. I mean, I went to, we went to, uh, junior Olympics one year in Michigan. Um, and I took from learning from, uh, what's his name? Uh, there's a couple people. Schuler was one of our coaches for Fargo. Uh, Hazard mm. was a coach of mine for, you know, helped me out through Fargo and stuff like that and training camps. Uh, but I have to say what really built me was my wrestling partners. Mm-hmm. I mean, in eighth grade, in seventh grade, my workout partner in eighth grade was Jimmy Hawthorne. And you want to talk about the toughest kid. I mean, if I took him down, he punched me in the eye. Uh, if we'd end up in fights three times in a practice just because it was what it was. Uh, then you had a technician as ingenious as Carl Perry was my other workout partner. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a freshman in high school doing his thing. And he took time on a young kid in seventh grade teaching me sweeps and high crotches. And a lot of people don't know is uh, I wasn't too good in school. Like I became good, but the reason I became good was his mother was my tutor and helped Mm me in fourth grade. This was in fourth grade before I even knew that family was like what they were. She was my tutor. I used to go to her house and, and I would watch them wrestle when him and Adam and his brother, Matt wrestling while I'm doing work and just cut eyes at it. So I had a lot of opportunities and a lot of people around me that helped build who I was. Hmm. So was there ever a low point after you got hooked in wrestling where you thought about quitting, thought about not thought about giving it up? Oh, a lot of times, a lot, a lot, especially as much weight as I cut. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, I mean, once ninth grade started, I don't even remember a Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner or, you know, I'd be helping in the kitchen, but, you know, all I wanted was the turkey leg because that's all I could eat for tomorrow. And I still, to this day, that's pretty much the only thing I eat. That's all I want is the turkey leg. (laughs) But I wouldn't change anything of it. But like I said, I cut weight wrong. I mean, a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And that's when me, nobody else. But the help that Steve and Chris Smith uh, and Wayne, especially, you know, and Steve. And Steve was, Steve was like another dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As much as I'd break down and just want to be done with it, he'd just be like, dude, you're going to get through it, you know. Even if he didn't say it in that manner, but it, it was really 
really a confidence booster. And then you had people like Mark Struggling coming in the room and helping you and Jamie Kelly, rest his soul, you know, and uh, Carlos Eason, Matt Small, Stacy talked about. I mean, we had a lot of mentors that were older than us that would come back in the room when you were breaking at your lowest point. I'm talking lowest point being them picking me up off the mat, put me on the aerodyne, and then me trying to swing at everybody and fight them all. And just be there for you. You know what I mean? So for me, it was a family. You know, it's family like a family I have now. How I try to build my family. Yeah, that that's great. I think a lot of guys go through these low points. And, and I think from the people I'm talking to, weight cutting is a big part of it. You know, they're, they, you know, the weight cutting really takes a toll. Yeah. On, on a oh yeah. Weight cutting and mental prepping yourself mentally is a key in not believing in all these brackets. And mm-hmm. I teach my wrestlers right now. I say, don't look at a bracket. Don't look these kids up. Why are you going to get you train hard enough? Why are you going to give anybody pride? Have pride in yourself. You let the coach worry about that. Mm-hmm. Coach comes over to you and says, Hey, you know, low ankle ain't working today. Hit a sweep. I don't tell you that he's good at defending mm-hmm. it. I tell you what you need to do, not anything you need to defend or be worried about. Mm-hmm. Stay in a good stance. You know, hey, shots might not be there. Let's counter. That's just letting the wrestler know, all right, I'm looking for my counters. Mm -hmm. Steve, with us, it was go, go, go. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't think when I was in school that anybody was more conditioned than me. You didn't want to go. I would have went an hour wrestling you, even if I was losing. It was just that mentality that was brought into me. I don't care how many times you take me down. I can still get on bottom and roll you for five and get on top and I can turn you back points, cheap tilt and come back. I mean, I won a lot of my matches from behind, especially freshman and sophomore year. So tell me about your freshman and your sophomore year. How did those years go for you? Uh, well, my freshman year was pretty good. Uh, I cut my weight. Uh, rest 113. I think I placed fifth or fourth, something like that. I thought I was going to start. I beat a junior off the team. Luckily, I had Carl Perry as a workout partner, which was phenomenal to have. Uh, I wrestled some top kids. I beat the state champ that year uh, at the Hornet Classic. Uh, I learned what national kids were like when I got my butt handed to me by a tough kid. I think it was an Eastern kid at Virginia Duels. I learned a lot. Uh, I learned I had a tank. I learned I could beat the best. I learned I could lose to the best. Mm-hmm. What really helped me was uh, going to Fargo that year after that year and got gained a little weight. And I think I was, I placed eighth grade my first cadet year. I think I was one round away my uh, freshman year. But my sophomore year was a little rougher, man. Mm. I mean, I had a tough weight class. I had Mason and all those boys. Uh, it was me, Seth Cameron, John Eastman. We had a tough crew. I placed fourth that year. 
And uh, we went to BCE, so I placed fifth. I learned I could do a sweep from anywhere. And Stevie, I mean, we spent times, I mean, I would say it's waking up at 5 a.m. and doing sweeps, only sweeps, every setup to a sweep for an hour straight, nothing else. And if anybody was in our room that would learn how we, you could get at least 500 shots in an hour and you were worn out. And it wasn't, it was, it was drilling, but you would put pressure on and you'd have to finish from a low lift or mm-hmm. you'd have to finish from backside or coming up, shelving, everything. Uh, but it was one move. And I think that really helped me in my matches because, and you weren't going to stop it. Freshman year, summer, I spent in sophomore. I got a job at Old Man's picking peaches mm-hmm. uh, at the farm. And we'd get there at 6 a.m., pick peaches. And then around 10 o'clock, he'd come get them. We'd go dodge and he'd film and show us what we were doing wrong and ask us to show him stuff that we're working on, like high lows and corkscrews and shrugs and cutback rolls. And then we'd go back to picking peaches. And then we go back to wrestling. And then our parents would come get us at 5 p.m. So that that between Hampton Sydney, we go every session. In between, we'd have to wrestle live. Then you get to go get a little something to eat. <laughs> so, I mean, we really trained. I mean, there's no explaining why we were as good as we were. We were because... We trained harder. We broke our bodies. We broke our bodies for the sport and for the thrill to win. Mm-hmm. And when you when you went out there, you knew you were prepared. And even today, I had if there's something rough in my life, me and my me and my wrestling partner from high school, Andy Putman, state champ, uh, ninety eight, and Nate Parker, all of them, we can all pitify when in the back of our mind, if we're having a rough day. Oh, there's Stevie. There's Stevie just sitting there waiting for you. Bow your head and you, you don't want to. But that's what made him great. I mean, that's why he is great. Steve Martin's great because, man, on that hard shell, he had a body he could do. He knew from his times it had to be with Dan Gable and all those boys up there. He could break you, but he could build you up so much more. And then he could break you again when you thought you were the toughest and he would break you again, but then he would build you up mentally. And that's a hard thing to do with a kid uh, because we're so strong headed. I would say, you know, (laughs) we have a lot of alpha in us. I mean, at least I know I did. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but whenever I'm, I see something tough. There he is. Tell me to push through that wall and break through it and build it up. And I owe a lot to him. And a lot of kids do. Mm-hmm. Him and Wayne. Wayne was tough too. Yeah. Wayne, Wayne, Wayne put you through the ringer, man, mentally. 
and physically. And what a great technician he was. He really helped me with like different technique and stuff like that. I mean, they all had their piece of in my life. That was very important. I was, that was like my second family was the Martins. Mm-hmm. I had, I got to spend a lot of time with all of them. The old man, Billy Martin, he, he gave you a job picking peaches and you'd wrestle, you'd pick peaches. How many guys did he do that for? No, a lot. I mean, everybody, you know, you got $2 a bushel. <laughs> and if anybody's picked peaches, they know what a bushel is and it ain't much. It's a, it's a lot for a little, but uh, it was a, you had these old ladies yelling at you if you picked a bad peach, <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't take it back from anything. I mean, all those great opportunities helped build me work ethic and uh, mentally, even in my ups and downs of, you know, what life has thrown at me. You had some pretty memorable matches. So I, I heard about the Pocosin and Great Bridge dual meet. Uh, I think it was 1998. And that was yeah, such a fierce match. Jackson. I lost yeah, to Victor right. Jackson. I think our score was, was like 21, something like that. He escaped right at the end. He took me down. He, I mean, that gym was hot that night. Oh, they can't tell me they didn't pump that heat up. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, we had a tough sweating and me and him were so slippery. He hit me with a couple of doubles right off the bat. I rolled him twice and we just kept battling it and the scoring it up, scoring it up. I think we won the duel. You had us two, you had, you had, uh, Inge and Derek Lapoli go at it. I mean, that was a, that was a pretty cool year. I mean, we had a lot of memorable minutes in 98. I mean, to get to where we were. So I heard that that the the Great Bridge team needed a police escort after winning that dual meet. Is that uh is that true or is that just a rumor? No, we didn't. <laughs> uh, no. Police escort. Now, if we were in Grundy, that might happen, but I don't think so. I'm not sure. I mean, my memory might be wrong. I remember just walking out of the gym pissed off. <laughs> So you mentioned about do, teaching your wrestlers not to care and not to study brackets and not to study rankings. Did you do a good job with that when you were in high school or did you did you think about your opponents beforehand too much? Oh, yes, sir. Uh, I didn't. I didn't look at anything. Steve didn't. Uh, no, he knew I, I, I didn't care who they were, what they did. I knew what I had to do. Uh I was very good at about that. Like whenever we went to BC's or Fargo, you're going to ask any of those, any of the kids I travel with or anything like that. I never looked at a bracket. Mm-hmm. Call my name. I show up to the mat. And I think it helped me a lot. And, you know, maybe I should have stayed a little, you know, you know, when I'm wrestling top 10 kids in the country, maybe I, it would have helped me a little bit, but I think it would have hurt me. I think in the long run, I would have went, oh, he hits this. Uh, and that would make me think on the mat instead of react. Mm-hmm. And I try to get my, and, and it's hard because now parents have the availability with all the track wrestling and all that. Mm-hmm. And they know every kid and how many matches they had, who their coach is, what, what butterfly is there in the color. 
and I tell all my parents, it's just, I, I try. I mean, you're not, of course you're not going to because they all have access to it. Um, I try to tell them, just leave them alone when they're there. You know, don't show them who these kids are. Don't, you know, they'll figure it out when they get on the mat. I think it's just better off. Yeah, I didn't look at anything. I didn't yeah. care. Uh, I was that naive, you know. I think that's a good way to be, you know. I and and I think the way some people phrase it now, which which is not the way I was taught necessarily, but some people will phrase it that you know you want to teach them to care more about how well they perform and not about whether or not they're winning or losing, you know, it's, it's all about caring that you do your best and that you wrestle extremely well. And if you do that, you're going to end up winning the most matches. Oh, exactly. I, I am strong believer in that. Yeah. I'm like, because you got these kids that are first year wrestlers and they're looking at a win loss program. And I watched kids um, go one in something in their first year. But after they wrestle that first, that they wrestle those kids and they get tapped. Mm -hmm. And then we go back and we work on stuff and get better and learn. They come back and they lose by eight and they're mad at themselves. But I'm like, you didn't get teched. You won by eight. Now let's cut it in half again. You just cut that in half. Let's cut it in half again. Or maybe where do we need to stop them at? Where'd they score? What were they doing? Where do we need to get better? We need to get better on our feet, or do we need to be aware of uh, just keep wrestling after the takedown? Oh, they're better on their feet. So let's get good on our bottom. So as soon as they take us down, we already have a move in place and realize that they can get the two takedown, but we can roll them for five and we're up five, two. So I have some kids right on top. I'm like, keep it close to you, get on top. Go zero zero in the first period. Stay in a good stance. Beat them up. Wear their shoulders down. Do something. Then get on bottom. Get your skate. Then again, get in a good stance. And then we get on top. So, how did you think about goals when you were in high school? Did you have a goal specifically of winning the state tournament, or did you want to win at Fargo? Did you? How did you think about goals back then? Uh, I wish I would have had more training on goals. I think I kind of lived more just like, like crazy. I, I mean, I hate to use that word, but I really did. I, I mean, ultimate goal was state title. Ultimate goal was me to be best in the nation. I wanted to be everybody. I wanted, I wanted the best challenger. I wanted, I never shied away. Uh, and they knew I was coming at them every time. At the bottom of the day, I never shot away from anybody. I goals wise was to win, mm -hmm. do anything to win. Mm -hmm. And th if that meant training the hardest, if that meant cutting the most weight, if that meant, you know, beating myself up, let's do it. Mm -hmm. Who do I need to grab? Who do I need to do? And uh, I think that mentality was a little bit different than most wins or losses. I mean, I, I, of course I did, but you know I mean? I'd want to wrestle you again if I lost mm -hmm. and I'd want to do it right then and there, but I, I wasn't able to <laughs> <laughs> in most matches, you know? So, I mean, 
I think I really did want to win Fargo. Uh, I did some things wrong out there and stuff like that. That it just it didn't happen for me. You know, I won Junior Olympics, uh, which was a huge win for me and beat a bunch of kids. Um, I think our Virginia team even placed top two when we were there. There was a bunch of us Great Bridge boys on there. And then I had a good tournament at high school nationals where I was one round away. And uh, if I probably didn't strain my MCL, blow up my knee in the quarters against Giacchi, end up in the finals or, you know, place in the top three. Mm -hmm. But uh, stuff happens. And you, I, but I wrestled the rest of the tournament with a blown up knee. But other than that, nah, my goals are set, you know, through failure. There's a success on the end just through a learning opportunity. So failure is not failure. Failure is a learning to have failure. So I, I want to ask about your senior year. So you had a tough match. You had, a, I mean, you obviously had a very successful year. You made it to the state finals, you know, um, and I think this was your senior year where you ended up losing to Abrams, yeah. Yet Abrams in the finals, you know, was that just a question of you not performing up to your ability? Did he improve significantly? Um, you know, what, no. what happened with that? Uh, well, I tech faulting. Uh, I, I tech fought him at the Virginia duels and then, uh, we got to the finals and, and I'm not throwing it on, but, uh, I gotta blame, I blame it on my, I should have done a takedown let up game. You know what I mean? I left it close. I think there were some back points that if you go back on it, I should have had uh, that I didn't get. I got some, you know, but uh, I should have let him go in the third and took him down four times. Mm -hmm. Basically, I'm not going to say why I wrote him, uh, but that was it. That was it. If I would rest him next week, I'd take him. But, you know, that hit me kind of hard. But, you know, I ended up right after that going uh, wrestling, uh, and he had a good match. He kept it close. You know what I mean? Held onto my elbows, let me wear, you know, wear and tear and all this stuff. He wrestled smart, uh, but I should have just kept letting him go and taking him down. I mean, is basic. Uh, would it have been tough then? Nah. But, you know, a lot of people when I was in high school, so when you got those colleges looking, you know, and they want to see you ride. Mm -hmm. And uh, I slipped. I slipped, fell over him, and that's all I can say about it. I mean, I don't really think he did anything special to beat me. I think he beat me. He beat me. Mm -hmm. There was one point I was out. Uh, so I can't let what I tell, and I tell my wrestlers this, you got to learn from it. it you, uh, you lose it. Uh, you lost. Don't blame it on anybody. Blame it on yourself. Mm -hmm. You were on the mat. You can control the issues on the mat. And there's a lot of things I could have done differently. But then I went on to uh, Virginia All-Stars and mm -hmm. beat the New York State champ, the Maryland State champ, the PA State champ. I teched. Um, you know, so uh, one match doesn't define. It was one I would like to get back. Oh, that's definitely. But. There's a lot of matches I'd like to get back. I'm just not going to get them back. That's the beauty of wrestling. So you, with all those matches, 
you know, there are things where we're all going to regret. We maybe we wish they'd gone a different way, but you know, it's all about learning from them and, 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 uh, and, and improving on yourself and growing. Yes, sir. Yeah, most definitely. When you're advising young wrestlers now on how to become great, how to win a state title, how to how to progress in the sport, what are what are some of the things you tell them? First of all, get a stance. Get a stance. I don't care what kind of stance. It could be an open stance. It can be a close stance. And gymnastics. Learn to be agile. Learn to fall. Learn to roll around. Don't get so dependent on, you know, am I going to go to my back? You know, learn to roll through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tell my young, young wrestlers, aggressive wins. Can you be aggressive? Are you not afraid to make contact with your head? That's the first contact head get in position. Then you can start getting tie ups. Uh, let them make the mistakes. Stay in good position. Learn how to use your body weight. And that only helps the young, young ones. But then you have your athletes that are real young and with them i'm like tap tap go tap tap go and run through it run through it like a brick wall and i do a lot of you know they're running because they really don't know how to be partners to each other until you teach them all those things then they can learn to be partners you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and then i do a lot of i mean with my young ones i and i tell them to read have your parents read to you Read positivity. Even when you have negative things happen, find something positive in it. And I tend the little ones listen to that. You know what I mean? The middle school kids, I give them a lot of reading material. Steve, a long time ago, didn't give it to me, but the edge. It was like my Bible. I still have it. I still read it. I read it to my kids. Like he used to read it to, uh, to us in our room. You know? There was days he would read to us for about 15, 20 minutes and have a discussion. And then we'd practice for two and a half hours. Um, uh, I mean, they got YouTube. I'm like, watch wrestling. That's what you like to do. Learn moves. Bring it to me. I probably could show you the move. If you like the move, you're going to use the move. But let's learn it correct and perfect it. You know, and I've had a lot of success with kids. I mean, I think in North Carolina, the club I was running, the kids in our high school, I think I states last year, I had, I think, uh, 10 state place winners and three state champs. I'm not there anymore, but they send me letters and everything. And over half of them either go to college or they go in the military, you know, or they find a trade. I'm not all about you got to go to college, you know, with this, with these skills I'm giving you mentally and physically. You're going to overcome anybody. If you want to be a ditch digger, be the best ditch digger. Then become its superior. I really appreciate the time you're spending tonight. This is uh, the the next generation is going to uh, benefit tremendously from the uh, the the hour you've spent with us. Thank you, man. Thank you. I, I enjoyed this opportunity. I've always wanted to kind of talk and share what I've went through. I mean, and I think Stevie Wayne Billy. Doug Smith, Chris Smith, uh, Carl. I mean, it, the le- list is endless for me. Chris Bass Knight. I mean, uh, Nate Parker is junior year, our senior year. Um, Andy Putman, which was a huge, and he's still my best friend today. And, you know, this sport 
has given me everything. Stacy. Stacy's another one, man. I mean, his brother Travis. I mean, the list goes on and on, and the families that were involved, and the moms and dads that stuck through us and saw us sunken face and all. And even my national, you know, and even in college, Keith Morum. I mean, things didn't end well, but, you know, it was another step in my life. And Bucknell's coach now, you know, he was the assistant coach there. Um, I had a lot of people in my life that uh, showed me a lot of ways and maybe I didn't take their path, but now I'm raising three kids. Uh, I have one that's already in a profession and I got two little ones that are, we're getting ready to have junior uh, and hopefully get into nationals. So the things we're doing are good and good things happen when you build stuff around you with good people. Even when you don't make the decisions, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think imperfections are the best. I said imperfections are the best. I think we can all relate to that. Thanks for listening to Backpoints today. If you want to support the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever else you find the show. Also, it helps us if you give the show a rating on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Feel free to also make a donation via Patreon at patreon.com backpoints. Thanks and see you next episode.